Hello and welcome to episode three of Let's Go, the Pelham House podcast. I'm your host, John McCarthy, managing partner at the Pelham House Resort. And as a lot of our listeners know, um, we've been starting to do a few um, unique, cool things um, with social media, and this podcast has been one of them. We've tried to give a lot of our listeners, a lot of our guests, an opportunity to get to know some of our Pelham team members, um, and today is going to be a tremendous opportunity for everyone to get to know one of the Pelham House partners. Um, this particular partner has been instrumental and a driving force behind what the Pelham House has become, and he's one of my partners and has become a really good friend. I'd like to welcome to the podcast, Dennis Leary. John, thank you for having me. It's great to be here. That's great. How's how's everything going? Things are good down here in Florida. We're at home with uh, the kids and trying to make the best of our time. And it's uh, it's actually been pretty great having everybody together. That's great to hear. Uh, what I wanted to start with is I wanted to ask um, about you and and potentially how you first got decided to get into business or or real estate. Um, where did it all start? How did it get started? Um, maybe even talk a little bit about where you went to college. Just kind of give a little bit of background maybe into Dennis Leary in terms sure. of that area. So I grew up in Connecticut, uh, in Merritt in Connecticut. I'm the seventh of eight children. Uh, went to University of Connecticut and studied finance and real estate. Um, and our family had always gone to the Cape um, ever since, I don't know, for, for a long, long time. And uh, it was, I think, in my junior of my college year, I was working out on the Cape building houses. And John, this is a story I haven't even told you. And we've told each other a lot of stories, but uh, was building houses just on the uh, other side of the Sagamore Bridge. And I remember being up there loving the Cape and we're building this house. And I see this developer guy get out of his car and he's talking to everybody. He seemed like a great guy. And I looked down and I said, you know what, that's what I want to do. And it's funny because this, the Pelham is really the first, I've been in real estate most of my, uh, a good chunk of my career, um, but I'd never done, I've never developed real estate. I've done other, many other facets. So it's pretty, uh, pretty great that it's come full circle. And now we're uh, building an incredible property on Cape Cod after, uh, you know, that being a dream and goal of mine for a long, long time. So when you say you were actually building near the bridge, were you actually involved in manually part of the John, building you think process? Manual labor is beneath me. Yeah, I was. Uh, I was framing houses. I was on a framing crew, uh, framing some really nice houses that had a beautiful view of the. Uh, actually, it was the Bourne Bridge. Yeah, right over, right over the Bourne Bridge. Yeah, that's what I did for uh, most of the summers of my college career. So, in regards to your Cape Cod growth. You obviously mentioned you'd come down to the Cape. You mentioned you were involved in some building there by the bridge. Um, can you tell us a little bit more um, about maybe your Cape Cod growth early on, but maybe now as it become as a family? Yeah. So the Cape has become a very special place for us. You know, I went, you know, again in high school and in college, and then my whole family started to go when my wife and I had our first son. We do a family reunion there every year. So my son is 25. So we've been doing that since then. And then Kristen's parents 
my beautiful wife, they bought a house um, in Dennisport of all places about 15 years ago. So we've been coming to the Cape ever since. And it just so happens that that house is on Pelham Lane. Yes. And that's obviously, that leads me to where my next question was going to go to. Um, We obviously got to meet each other in the summer of 2018, but can you give maybe in your, in your perspective, in your words, what was maybe a couple things that led you to the Pelham? What made you make this type of business leap? Well, so I had been in real estate and doing a lot of investing and a lot of things around commercial real estate. And um, maybe two or three years earlier, I started buying apartment properties and really became, you know, uh, an owner of the assets instead of kind of an agent. And, um, you know, I was at the Cape with the family and my wife and I, and, uh, you know, have, we have seven children, which I'm sure you'll ask me about later, but um, we, we were at the Cape and we spent some of our time in Florida, some of our time at the Cape again, uh, with my in-laws. And, um, I said, I, I can't, uh, it was really hard for me to, to watch my kids not be able to work because they would like to sleep till noon and then wake up and ask me for bagel money. So I said, boy, if we ever bought a property at the Cape, a commercial property, my kids could work there. And that was kind of the first thought I had. And then Kristen and I and my uh, sweet sister-in-law, Heidi, uh, were down the street at a tiki bar and they were crushing it. And I said, boy, why doesn't the Pelham house do this? So my wife and I and Heidi talked about the Pelham and we knew the Pelham well because it was right, you know, two houses down from where, uh, you know, my our in-laws had a house for 15 years. So I went home that night and said, uh, Frank, I have a business proposition for you. And Frank is my uh, my father-in-law and one of my uh, biggest supporters and investors. And I said, uh, he said, what's that? I said, we should buy the Pelham house. And he says, is it for sale? I said, I don't know, but you know, this guy, John McCarthy, you seem to have a great rapport with him. Let's go talk to him. So the next day we went over and as they say, the rest is history. Yeah, it was a, it was a pretty special time. And I know that it maybe took a couple months, but we we ended up uh, we ended up making it happen, and um, it's obviously uh, well on its way. So now I'm going to lead into a little bit of a um, some some of the fun stuff I I call and maybe getting to know you in another way. But one of the things I wanted to ask was, what do you think might be a unique skill that has helped you become successful in some of your in areas of business? Well, I think from a business standpoint, I think it, my my most significant kind of uh, attribute, I'd say, is uh, recognizing value. I think when I see a deal and I can I understand value, that's kind of where I started in my career as a MAI and commercial real estate appraiser. That's where everything starts with real estate is the value, and it's about that acquisition value and what value you can create. So I've kind of leaned on that pretty heavily and and I think also recognizing the value in people and surrounding yourself with great people of the highest, you know, character and um just fantastic people who you want to spend time with and I've been so blessed as you know to surround myself with amazing partners and uh it's really, you know, the value that they bring in so many different ways, you know, combine that with uh, you know, acquiring an asset at a good value. And I think you've got a, 
you know, you got a pretty good formula, pretty good chance of success. I agree. What profession other than your own would you have liked to attend? I would have liked to have been Tom Brady's backup. (laughs) (laughs) You might have that opportunity now that he's in Tampa Bay. Yeah, yeah, because he's not getting any younger, but we're going to have a good time with Tom Brady this year. I'm, I'm certain. Uh, I agree. Tom Brady is, um, is a great guy and a very good quarterback. I can't wait for you, I can't um, wait for you to get him to secure, you know, for the, uh, for the opening of the Pelham house. When you get him there, that TB12 tattoo you've got is really going to pay off. <laughs> Thank you very much for letting everybody know about my tattoo. Um, you are from Connecticut. Can you tell us a little bit about your hometown? Is it large? Is it small? Tell us a little bit about uh, it. Meriden is kind of a mid-sized little uh, kind of mill town, pretty low-key town. and uh, But it was a great place to grow up. Um, you know, had great great family there, great friends. And, uh, you know, kind of central Connecticut, so it was central to everything. We'd get to New York. We'd get to Boston. We'd get to the mountains pretty easily from there. But it was, uh, you know, again, as, as I said before, I'm the seventh of eight kids. I have two amazing parents. And seven amazing siblings and we're incredibly close still and uh you know that's kind of where it all started in uh, in Meriden how often do you get asked are you the Dennis Leary quite often quite often I've got a few canned lines for that like I you know I'm way funnier I just do something different for a living that doesn't get many jokes and then people realize that I'm no I'm not really him so but I, I get that a lot I understand you have a passion for sports. Is there any particular favorite that you have? And do you still play any sports competitively? <laughs> well, I've done a lot of sports, kind of jack of all sports, master of none. I did. Uh, I was into triathlon for a while. I uh, played a bunch of different sports in high school, and uh, but still play basketball. And can't wait for you to come come join me in St. Pete this winter to uh, for our pickup basketball games. Who's who's your favorite pro teams, and has your professional sports allegiances changed since relocating to Florida? <laughs> I grew up a Giants fan and a Yankees fan because that's what my dad was. But we've been down here for twenty five years. Uh, my favorite team by far is the Tampa Bay Rays. You might be familiar with them. You just stole one of the many uh, talented front office uh, folks we have. Who's now your Red Sox GM? You know he's got his work cut out for him, but I, I think he's up to it. Um, and a Bucks fan as well, but uh, yeah, the Rays, the Rays and the UConn Huskies, those are my my sports teams. I've seen and I've heard that you live close to either a major waterway. I also understand that you might enjoy some water sports. <laughs> what does that look like? And then maybe you could talk a little bit about: Do you take some of your kids out there? And I'm sure that they have a lot of fun. In that particular, yeah, area. we uh, we are blessed to live on uh, Tampa Bay. It's a beautiful body of water, and after having boats and jet skis and a bunch of very expensive things that never worked, uh, and my youngest son Eli was into sailing, so we got this Hobie like catamaran thing. It's like a it's like a kayak with two outriggers and a sail, and we you could take four people out on it, and we kind of cruise around the bay, and we've done a lot of that with. Uh, with this virus. So it's been a fun way to spend time uh, with, with, with my family. It's been, it's been really fun. Uh, 
can you tell me what you think about uh, about weddings in general? And sometime soon, the Leary family is going to have a large amount of them coming down the road. So maybe a Pelham House wedding <laughs> in the future. Can you talk a little bit about your feelings about weddings and then how many you're going to have coming Wow. Up? So I've got three beautiful daughters um, So and four pretty pretty handsome sons. So we're going to have a lot of weddings. And I also have uh, my parents uh, have 30 grandchildren in total. And we all come to the Cape, love the Cape. So I'm, I'm guessing there's going to be uh, more than a few uh, extended Leary family weddings. And I'm just not sure what kind of discount my family's expecting because, uh, we got bills to pay. What is, how many of your kids are in college at the moment? I've got one college grad, two in college. Uh, my son Dylan was supposed to be graduating tomorrow, but that won't be happening. Um, my daughter Hannah's a sophomore at university of Texas. Dylan will be graduating from the culinary Institute in New York and, Grace, our fourth, uh, will be heading off to Northeastern um, because she wants to be close to the Pelham while at college. Um, so, but everything's on hold and uh, working remotely, or uh, and trying to see when uh, when they can get back at it. How do you um, sense so far with your with the the couple children that you have in college? How has that been going with online classes? Uh, it's been going pretty well. It's been uh, it's working for them in college. The kids are doing it in high school and middle school. So I think all these universities, you know, it seems to have taken pretty good advantage of this technology. And it's a lot of Zoom calls floating around this house on a given day. And uh, but they're they're getting their work done. Luke Luke likes to sleep, so he sleeps kind of on and off all day while he's in <laughs> class. And uh, so he's really enjoying it. What is your favorite thing to do on Cape Cod? Uh, it's going to the uh, going to the beach, of course. Our day at the beach, Comer, is always a, a Leary family favorite, and uh, just being with my family up there uh, is just an amazing, amazing time. But normally, it's beach time with the family is is at the top of the list. If we go back a little bit towards the Pelham House. Can you give us your thoughts on your experience so far um, at the Pelham House, especially during this construction period? I know that you've flown in three or four different times. We have uh, construction meetings every week, but can you give me a little sense on your thoughts about um, the whirlwind, which has been the last year and a half with the Pelham House construction? Yeah, it's been... uh... It's been a wild ride by, you know, buying the property in November of 18, having it, having the interior of the hotel completely renovated uh, by May. People said, you can't do that. And I think we collectively were just too ignorant to know that we really shouldn't have been able to do it. But I think through your, you know, your work and your relationships up there and me just keep sending you money, that it really helps kind of keep things moving. And I've also learned in construction that John doesn't like to say no to upgrades. Um, so, you know, um, as John calls me, I'm the money guy. So I have to, uh, I'm going to have to take away his checkbook pretty soon, but it's, uh, it's been great. The building, um, first of all, the pool and the outside of the hotel are going to look amazing. I think the pool will be one of the nicest on Cape Cod. Um, and, and the new venue is just going to be amazing. We've got a beautiful spot, amazing construction team. 
Acela is our contractor. They've been fantastic. Dennis Swart and his team uh, as architects, um, BSC engineering. It, it's just been an amazing team and um, it's really been a fun process. And it's a real drag that this virus is slowing us down, but it's just given us the time to, to focus and figure out, you know, how this fits into uh, fits into God's plan here. As John knows, I'm fond of saying, you know, we know that God's plan is working itself out here and we don't know where it's going or how it's going to look at the end. But uh, it's about the journey and being focused on what we need to do and do the right things by our investors and our partners. And it's really been just an amazing time. Can you tell me a little story about how the pool feature <laughs> came to be? I saw a picture. I think my wife showed me a picture of a, in a magazine of Celine Dion's pool. She has some house in on the other coast of Florida, and it has a sunken fire pit in the low end of the pool. And I looked at that, and I or no, no, I think John said that's right. John, you sent it to me. John took the picture because yes, John likes upgrades, and this was such a crazy ridiculous upgrade that John sent it to me. He said, we should do this. And I said, yeah, we're absolutely doing that. He's like, no, are you serious? So that's how the pool feature came. John, John presented it as a joke because normally I'm the one saying, no, John, we're not, we can't do that. We can't do that, but this is going to be fun. It's going to be a great place to sit. We're going to have three fire pits out by that pool and a, um, the pool is just coming out amazing. And we're, we're, landscape team is ready to go and it's going to be uh it's going to be an amazing spot to be the way i describe it is that the day that i sent dennis leary a picture of this celine dion pool feature the next morning at about 7 a.m i get an actual drawing to scale from dennis leary about what that fire pit inside the pool is going to look like and I think, along with the text, was it fits, <laughs> it works. So it was it was pretty amazing. I said, "Wow!" I I wasn't expecting to that we that we do it, let alone the next day get a drawing saying, "Let's go." <laughs> Is that where "Let's go" started? I think it might have been. <laughs> it might have been. Now. I asked, I've asked the last two people um, that have been on this podcast to give me their, their thoughts about what they, what they, um, how they looked at that rooftop when they got up there during construction. I know that you've been up there a few different times. Can you give us in your own words, kind of what you think of that view from the rooftop. Yeah, you just you just can't beat it. And you kind of know what you should expect. But the first time we got up there, it was a pretty emotional experience because you just realize just how amazing that's going to look. And you, that the fact that you can also, you can see over the top of the hotel. So you basically have a 180 degree water view. And I'm only five foot eight and I could see over it. So I'm sure you could see well over it. And uh but it's just an amazing spot. And I think the way the design has all come together, it's just going to be a really special place on the Cape. And I think we got the right team in place to serve amazing food and drinks. And, you know, whenever we can get this thing open, it's just really going to be just, just a blessing to be a part of this, uh, this place. It's going to be special for sure. 
what are a few operational um, items that you might be most excited about leading into the first operating season of this either new venue or pool area when we open? Wow. Well, I think to see the first wedding and see how they fill that space and to see how that space is used, I think is going to be really fun to see. I think how people will use the lobby and the pool area, you know, the food and beverage there versus the rooftop, I think is going to be great. And as uh, Kevin Garcia, one of our partners said, you know, we, we don't really know how people are going to want to use it. You kind of have to see how, you know, what kind of what kind of vibe it's almost going to have because the people that are there and what they want to eat and how they want to use the space is going to define some of that. So that's going to be, that's going to be really fun to see. And I just love floating in the pool and just taking it all in. My wife and I did that a couple times last year, just sitting in the chairs after talking about this place and just seeing and watching other guests enjoy it in my floppy hat that John loves so much. Uh, it's, it's just really cool. It's really cool to see people enjoy the, the space and people enjoyed it last year. And I think this year with the, pool and the exterior of the building all redone, the balconies and everything. It's just going to be, uh, it's going to be really fun. You've had a few opportunities to get to meet in short periods of time and a few times on the phone to get to talk to um, Chef Dan and Chef Patty Ann. Um, can you speak just a little bit about your excitement about seeing what they're going to start producing from our culinary side. Yeah, so I'm I'm a bit of a or had been you know pretty food novice and didn't know much at all. But now that I've got a son who's you know again set to graduate from the culinary institute, I think I've really come to appreciate what good food, not fancy food, but really well done good food, properly sourced, locally sourced you know, and using great ingredients. I've seen firsthand what that is and what that tastes like and how good that is for you, how good that is for the environment. And to know that Dan and Patty Ann share that um, passion, you know, that's what Chatham Bar's in, where they're both from. I mean, they have their own farm. And they're all about locally sourcing. So to see that come together is going to be great. And I think we've said from the beginning, we want the food at the Pelham to be special. It's not going to be just your run-of-the-mill food. I think it's really going to be as really, this sounds kind of, you know, cliche, but it's going to be as good as the view. It's just, uh, that's the type of team we've got in place. I think that's what we're going to demand of them and they'll, they'll demand it themselves. We won't need to do much there just to make sure they can source the best product possible and and just keep keep our guests guests happy and coming back. I know that you got the chance to listen to Chris Carlson's podcast. I know that you've been watching um, uh, Fridays with Chris Chelly, Cocktails with Chris. Can you give us a sense on your excitement on that level, the service level, and the understanding and the ability to get to know Chris Chelly a little bit through the podcast? And then obviously get it, uh, I mean, Chris Carlson, but then also getting to know Chris Chelly through the last summer as well as watching him do cocktails with Chris. And um, now we're going to have two beautiful bars, one on the rooftop, one in the lobby. Want to speak a little bit about well, I that? I think what I said from the beginning, John, the day we met, I said, look, you're the key to this deal. You're the guy that, you know, puts it all together. And it's your local relationships and the passion you bring for it. And that's infectious. And that's the only way you can explain the team you've been able to assemble 
is that is based on your enthusiasm, your passion, you know, and what what vision and story you can you can help these people see. And Chris Chelly behind the bar, he's a fantastic guy. He's just amazing. Uh, my father talks about him all the time because he's going to have the right rye for him, and he's just sure, and he can't wait to try it. And Chris Carlson <laughs> is one of the most thoughtful, interesting, uh, you know, talented guys out there. With you know Dan and and PA, the, the whole team. Heather is amazing. Grace, Amac, you know, you name it. Everybody there is just of the highest quality. We got Alina in the wedding. Yes, I'm department. so sorry. Alina is the. Dan's wife is just one of the sweetest people and has just an amazing way about her. And uh, she's going to, she's going to do just amazing things for our, for our guests. So yesterday as a team, um, obviously abiding by, by social distancing guidelines, I assembled the team on the beach um, as you are aware, we have 400 feet of private beach at the Pelham and, um, sometime soon we're going to be dropping a video and some pictures, um, about our, uh, kind of re- regarding and about our, we- uh, our beach, uh, visit yesterday. And one of the things that was very apparent was that the Pelham house has only 33 rooms and with only 33 rooms and 400 feet of private beach, the ability to space out on the beach and space out in certain areas in in the hotel um, piece of things is a nice um, is a nice option that the Pelamos has during some of these kind of trying times coming up. Yeah, I think we're going to have you know a, a unique opportunity to give guests when they when we finally can safely get out and be out in public to give a place that offers you plenty of space, as you said, only thirty three rooms a big wide open beach, a pool area, lawn, you know, everybody can spread out. We're going to be on top of all the, you know, uh, safety and sanitation or, you know, sanitizing each of the rooms. We'll do everything we possibly can to make our guests comfortable. Same with the kitchen. We'll hold ourselves to the highest standards and just try to serve our guests, you know, as we're able, as uh, things start to normalize. Yeah, we have obviously the ability on the rooftop, on the patio, on the grass, in the pool area, on the beach. Um, we just have so many different opportunities, a lot of them open air. It's just tremendously exciting to see the opportunities, even during some difficult times, um, to present a really great product, both in service and amenities and food. One thing that I think you know that I've tried to strive um to let everyone know when I'm dealing with wedding groups is that um, we want to be, we want to be looked at as uh, one of the best places for everything, quality of food, service, amenities, but we also don't want to lose who we are and lose kind of that um, the feeling you have when you come to the Pelham. And that's something that I think um, getting to meet you and developing this partnership um, and having us both have a similar vision and a similar feeling for how we want to see things and how we want to do things. It's been um, absolutely amazing over the last two years. I can't wait um, to get this this next version of the Pelham House. I sometimes call it Pelham 2.0. Um, 
open and I know you feel the same way. Uh, I'm extremely grateful to get you get you on this. And one of the reasons is, is because I want everyone, um, a lot of local people, brides and grooms, um, uh, friends and family. I just want everybody to continue to get to understand who we are, get to know some of the partners. I haven't told you yet, but our next uh, episode is going to involve Mr. KG, Kevin Garcia on Friday. I'm going to be having Kevin on the podcast. But again, I want to thank you for everything. Thank you for coming on. People are going to love hearing more about you. Um, And I know that you're tremendously excited about continuing. John, it's been uh, just an absolute uh, thrill of a ride to be with you on this. My whole family is, uh, you know, so supportive of everything we're doing and can't wait to enjoy it as well. And uh, it's going to be, it's going to be a real special place when we can get it open and uh, looking forward to that happening. Hopefully very soon. All right. So we're going to be signing off on episode three of let's go the Pelamos podcast. I'll be back in a couple days with KG Kevin Garcia. We hope you, uh, enjoyed today's episode with Dennis Leary, one of the Pelamos partners, the big driving force uh, between what's going with what's going on here at the Pelham. And uh, we can't wait for you guys to get to hear more from us and hear more from myself. Um, And we hope you enjoy the rest of your Wednesday and um, stay safe and healthy.